0: Welcome to another episode of The Happy Runner, a podcast for all who love running and those who want to start running. My name is Roman, and today I host Chrissy to chat with her about her running story. But before we dive into the topic, make sure to subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast recommend it to other runners you know and if you like this episode please give it a good rating hi Chrissy and welcome to the happy runner
1: hi thank you for having me
0: so you are a mother of three with a day job but somehow you managed to find time for running and you're training for marathon number eight right now, yes?
1: Yes, I am.
0: So tell us, Chrissy, how did you came to running in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, I'm born and raised in Queens, New York. Um, and physical fitness was always a part of my life. Um, My mother studied to be a certified personal trainer. Um, She ran the Bronx Half Marathon, and even trained for the New York City Marathon, up to 20 miles. Um, But unfortunately her number wasn't picked in the lottery. So, you know, ever since I was about 15 or so, I was someone who worked out every day. I would do boxing or Tabata style workouts, something. you know, but simultaneously at the same time, I was someone who really struggled with, you know, self-doubt and not believing in myself. And so at this time, um, I was actually almost failing out of high school. Um, and by senior year, when, you know, college applications had started, I was rejected from every college I had applied to because my grades just weren't able to meet the expectations. And so, um, My sister, who's a lifelong academic and an educator, refused to let that be my future. So coupled with my sister and a lot of tutoring and a lot of support um, and a guidance counselor who really believed in me, I did apply to a college that was considering scholarships for inner city applicants. Um, So I was accepted, and I went on to college, which I did not think would happen. But, you know, the first two years of college, nothing had really changed. I wasn't applying myself. Um, I was barely maintaining the GPA that was expected to maintain the scholarship I had received. And so in the beginning of my junior year or so, I had struggled with waking up in the middle of the night with just constant thoughts. Um, what comes next? What am I going to do for a profession? Am I going to make it through and, and, you know, graduate from college after, you know, my, my sister had really encouraged me and supported me to get to this point. So it had been a number of nights that I'd just been waking up with these thoughts that just were racing and wouldn't go away. And so I had called my dad um, one night and I shared this with him. And he had said to me, why don't you go for a run tomorrow? and i said you know what difference is a run gonna make i'm somebody who you know i've been working out every day since i was 15 about an hour a day what difference does running make and he told me to just go try it running could be really powerful for your mind and so the next morning i i woke up and i went to go down to the gym and you know in my head i just thought instead of doing something else for an hour i'm just going to run on the treadmill for an hour and it will be like any other workout i'll, I'll do great at it and, and I'll, I'll master it um and i don't even want to say i was humbled i was brutally defeated um i barely got it to a mile on the treadmill i was gasping for air my legs felt like jello um, and i think for me instead of feeling defeated in that moment um I decided to feel really challenged and see where I could take this. And so I went to the gym every morning or I went outside and running was what I wanted to work on. And eventually after months, um, one mile turned into three miles and four miles. And then I joined uh, the cross country team at my college which was an incredible experience because I learned so much from my coach and my running teammates Um, and then at that point uh, after about a year and a half to two years I had run cross country and I started running about six miles every morning.
0: And somehow you managed to get from this first one mile run on the treadmill you did many years ago to run marathons so how was this like
1: yeah so just from summarizing that quickly you know running really changed my life and you know at this point it felt like it was the first thing i had ever really succeeded at or accomplished on my own um and and that was really powerful to me I, i think um it really started to show me what I could do, especially if you believe in yourself. And if you put that self-doubt aside, you have to be your biggest champion. And so in my last year of college, um, my sister really helped me decide that social work, I'm a clinical social worker, social work would be a profession that, you know, I would be really passionate about. Um, So I applied to graduate social work programs I was accepted to Lehman College in the Bronx, New York, which was an incredible program and experience for me. And so a few days into my first semester in my graduate program, you know, I, I was looking around the classroom and it really felt surreal to me that five years ago, I thought I wouldn't even graduate high school. And now I'm in a graduate program, studying a profession that I feel so passionate about. So it was really that day that it made me think about running too. At this time, like I mentioned, I was waking up, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning to run anywhere six to eight miles before my internship or, or school. Um, but I, I still thought, you know, I was never someone who could run a marathon. I would talk to fellow runners and when they would do it, I would be in awe by them, but think I'm, I'm out of that class. But looking at how far I had come at that point, in school, and because of the mindset I developed from running, I thought, why not? And so I went home and I made this decision. And, you know, being a New Yorker, I wanted to apply for the New York City Marathon, which is incredibly difficult um, to get into. So I knew if I trained, I really wanted to make sure I would be able to run. So I found a charity. The charity is called Team for Kids, also known as TFK. And I was really passionate about the mission of this charity. It connects my two passions which is running and social work. Uh, It goes into different communities in the five boroughs of New York City and it instills healthy habits in children, um, funds community centers and, and various different things like that. Charity that I would want to be a part of and make part of my first running marathon experience and so I joined the charity and I did the fundraising and, you know, I I was somebody who was very late to the game to get a smartphone or social media so I went down to the library shortly after and I took out a book on how to run a marathon and I photocopied the training and the nutrition manual and um, in November 2008 I lined up and after about five months of training I, I ran my first marathon. And so I came home after that marathon and I remember calling my grandma and I told her I finished. Um, and at that point she said, so so what's next? You know, did you sign it off your bucket list now? And I told her I wasn't done yet. And so I went on to run New York City three times and then I ran Philadelphia and Rhode Island and Chicago and then New Jersey.
0: Wow. So quite a lot of marathons and since you have three kids time management is probably very important to find time between your family life and running what would you suggest to other women who would like to start running but they think that they don't find the time to do it
1: Yeah, you know, the most important role to me in my life is being a mother to my three kids. And so six of those seven marathons I ran before having children, and I was extremely rigid with my training program and my schedule. Um, Every day I had a start and a finish to my runs, whether I was training or not. I would wake up at 4.30, whether it was pouring rain or snowing, I was going on a seven mile run or if it was a day where I had to do a 20 mile run. And so I I had become very focused on that. And after my first marathon, um, I had also gotten really focused on um, always working harder to get a new PR. And that was great. And I think it really taught me a lot about pushing myself and seeing what I was capable of but as most mothers know, you know, it's our children's world and, and, and we're just in it, right? So I had my, my oldest son is eight years old and about, it was about six months after my first son was born that, that I had gone without running and it was really because I needed to shift my mindset um, in terms of that rigidity that I had, I, I, I couldn't tell myself If he's gonna nap, I'm doing a six mile run and that's what I wanna get in. I had to tell myself that there might be some days that might be really difficult. If he had a hard night or if he's teething or if he just wants to be held and snuggled all day, during those early months I might not be able to get it running today but when I can I will and so I've shifted my mindset to say I'm not gonna say it's a start and a finish I'm not gonna say that today I'm definitely gonna run six miles but I will say there'll be a start and maybe that will be a mile and maybe it will be the full six or the full seven but no matter what I knew that I couldn't let it not be part of my life it had it had been so much a part of how far I've gotten And how my mindset had changed and i knew that as my kids got older i wanted them to know about my story and i wanted them to see how impactful running had been to me so for the first you know year of of my first son's life that that's what it looked like Uh, i made sure that every day i was able to do it and some days it was what i had hoped to do and some days it was just one mile and i also got more comfortable of knowing I might not have an hour to go run because my time is, you know, so compressed, but I want to make the most if I have a half an hour. So I got a lot more comfortable with speed workouts and, um, you know, high intensity running, um, a lot more hill workouts. So I knew if I had a shorter period of time, I was able to get the most out of my run. And so, you know, eventually I was able to get my mileage up and my, Two older kids are eight and six right now, but when they were two and four, then uh, I was able to train for my seventh marathon.
0: Yeah, and that one was something special. So let's talk about your last marathon and the experience.
1: Yeah, so my last marathon, um, which was the New Jersey Marathon... Um, I had trained while my older two were four and two which again the training looked very different. Um, I saved you know vacation time from work and what I would do is I took a few vacation ta- days at, you know, at, at certain weeks, and I would be able to send my kids on the days they were at daycare, and I would take a vacation day, and that's when I would get in my long run. So whether anything, and I was training during the winter, because it was an April marathon, uh, none of that mattered. I just had to get it in. But um, as I'm at the, you know, very tail, almost taper end of, of my training program, um, I... I was five weeks pregnant with my youngest son who's now two um, and you know I kind of was at this crossroads where I knew I always wanted you know another child um, like I said mothering is the most important thing to me but I thought wow this is a very interesting time <laughs> um, and I kind of was forced to to make a decision so of course uh, you know I got medical advice and uh, my doctor is also a marathoner and um, she, she had said, I'm an experienced runner and as long as I was feeling okay and staying hydrated and do not look at a time, do not try to meet a time, but you know, if your body feels comfortable, she felt comfortable with me moving forward with it. And so I, I made the choice to do it. and." You know our our mind is so powerful. I, I started at the starting line and I felt great and ready to go. And then at about mile fifteen or sixteen, you know I just started getting a little anxious, making sure you know everything was still gonna be okay. And that was a really important run, uh, marathon to me because it was a marathon where it really taught me, how unique running is right because we're we're hundreds or thousands of people lined up at a starting line and we're all we all want the same thing for each other we're not on different teams we all want everyone to start and everyone to finish and so in my six other marathons before that i just i was flying through the miles right so this was the first marathon About mile 16, I had gotten a Charlie horse, um, and again, my mind was kind of just saying to me, should you stop, should you go, and runners had stopped, and they had come next to me, and they saw that I was struggling, and fellow runners had said, hey, you okay? Run with me the next mile. Come on, you can do it. You know, you can get it to the finish line, and I shared with one woman, I said, I'm kind of newly pregnant, you know, and I'm nervous. I got medical clearance. She shared with me her story about how she continued to run marathons and her kids are in their 20s now. And it was, gosh, I think it was like her 15th or 16th marathon. And uh, it was really beautiful. She stayed with me. And all the pictures I have from that marathon are she and I. And we, we were with each other when we crossed the finish line. And I'll most likely never see this woman again for the rest of my life. But that marathon was so important to me because it really showed me. How
0: impactful the the running community is. Yeah, uh, it's truly a remarkable story. Um, We already talked about that you are training now for marathon number eight. Yes. Uh, So, what are your running goals or plans, let's say for 2022?
1: Yeah, so I'm training for my eighth marathon right now. Um, my, my older kids, like I mentioned, are eight and eight and six, um, and and they really they really love to, to learn about running. If it's a day that I'm running on the treadmill, they love to be a part of it. My daughter loves to play music for me. My son loves to you know jog in place next to me. Ironically, the, the one that I was pregnant with, my two year old, he is never bothers me on the treadmill. So I feel like he has a connection and he understands. Um, But I I think as, as, you know, I definitely have plans to run this eighth marathon in April. It's a smaller marathon, you know, just because of, you know, kids being so young and possibly getting sick and any risk that still might rise with COVID. I wanted it to be on a smaller scale. So there's definitely that goal that I have um, coming up in about five months or so, which I just start, I'll start training in mid-December, and then firm goal for me, um, you know, I had always been really intrigued by people who have trained for Ironmans, and so when my kids get older, my longer-term goal is to work with a coach and train for an Ironman.
0: And any. Other thoughts you would like to share with the audience?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm somebody who loves poetry and motivational quotes. Um, I've always found a connection to them. And so I think something that really relates for me with running and how I've connected it to many different you know, areas in my life or different things I'm going through. It reads that the only way out is through. And I think while our society has become so advanced, um, for some things in life, there's no shortcuts, right? You need to go through the motions and feel something or go through a challenge. I think running is something that teaches me that every day. So I practice that every day when Especially when I'm training for a marathon, and it's even helped me get through a global pandemic. And so, you know, my my oldest son, like I mentioned, he's very interested in in running, and I've shared my story with him. And, you know, I, I think any marathoner would tell you kind of the marathon is is broken up into, you know, that high you get on those first few miles and then how you're feeling when you're just at a comfortable pace. But it's really a marathon of the mind between mile twenty two and twenty six. You know, your your legs are burning and your body is completely exhausted and your glycemic index is depleted. And you know, at this point it, it's it's mind and heart that gets you through. And so You know, my my older son, um, whenever he's struggling with something school related or or anything, um, I always say two things to him and he always knows what they mean. I always tell him that I started with one mile and then he'll mouth the rest and he'll say, now you're running, you know, and he'll mention how many marathons I ran. Um, And I also tell him, which I've related to my own life a lot, you're not always gonna feel the way you do at mile 22, but you'll learn a lot along the way and so that relates to the saying that the only way out is through and so I'm forever grateful that I've learned these messages through running and I hope to instill them to my children and hope for them to see that and I'm eternally grateful also to be part of this running community that is so supportive along the way.
0: So thank you Chrissy for joining me today and sharing your running story. I wish you all the best for the future.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. If so, I would appreciate you subscribe to the Happy Runner podcast and recommend it to other runners you know. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts and on our web page. Happy running!